four and a half. Boy, it has been a while since I saw you. My name's Marsha Lanaha. And I'm David Lanaha. You didn't get married or anything, did you? We've been married 43 years. Because of having six kids, we now have 16 grandchildren. Pat's actually on his way, too. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. It's rich having a big family. That's how you make houses, you dig big round holes. That's right, yeah. big holes. That's what Grandpa used to have. When I first went into the construction equipment rental business in 1971 when I graduated from college with my father. My dad and I did not always see eye to eye on how to grow the business. I was more willing to invest in more inventory than he was willing to invest in inventory. And so I still remember we would go back and forth and he said, you think you can run this company? Then you go ahead and run this company kind of thing. And um, I was just naive enough to think I could do it. We grew the company from that one store to 15 stores in five states. And then uh, in 1997, we sold the company at the Lord's very clear leading from $128 million. We'd go from being kind of giddy that, wow, look what just happened, we have all this money, to feeling a burden of, oh no, now we have all this money. What do we do? I think we both realized right away, the reason God wants us to sell this business is because th this is his money and he wants to employ it for kingdom purposes. And that was the burden for us is all of a sudden to go, okay, before we stewarded a business and people and the resources in the business, now we have to steward actual cash available for kingdom purposes. That's a different uh, dynamic completely. And I think that we grew into it. When we oh, first, it took years, and I'm sure that we did some giving that wasn't the wisest, that was kind of a, you know, cover your eyes and just give the money away. But with time, we realized that we had more of a responsibility to see what actually happened to that. Marsha had always said, Lord, send me anywhere, but don't send don't me to send Africa. Me <laughs> I mean, seriously, but don't send me to Africa. I'll do anything you want to do. I'm a very obedient type person. But don't but send, don't me, send to me to Africa. Africa. It was crazy. But interestingly enough, we, well, we had been involved in um, uh, local domestic giving with different organizations here. And then um, in 2005, we were shamed or cajoled or provoked into going to Africa and it was like we'll go this one time and then don't ask again this is this is it we're doing it just to go see where the funds had gone in Africa Before we had left the country of 
Niger. We had uh, met a group of people who wanted to build a school there. And they were building this school out in the full desert. There was not a thing out there. But they were having a dedication service and doing a prayer walk. And when we left, we said, we'll help you build your wall. And one day I told my husband, you know, I think I just want to go back over there. And he said, have fun. Hey, Dave. Hey. What? Will you come and pick up my suitcase for me and take it to the front door? We have this unique relationship. The Lord's given me the gifting and the ability to make money, and he's given my wife the gifting and ability to give it away. It takes both of us. We're a team. We want to promote sustainable uh, Christian uh, opportunity in the third world. That's where God's called us. And we're supposed to invest time, talent, and treasure. Well, one thing we try not to do is to show up with a plan and a solution. That's why we do it through relationships. We see the need, but we aren't coming in saying, what you guys need to do is this. We want them to already own the plan. It has to be their idea, and we can be there to support them. This is called a moulin in French. It's a mill, and the ladies in the community can bring uh, their grain. It'll be self-sustaining because the money they raise for doing the service will pay the uh, worker and maintain the equipment. So now I've been uh, 22 times to Niger. I never thought God would do that. Uh, although sometimes you worry that his character is in some way perverse and he makes you do the exact thing that you don't want to do. And what he really taught me is the verse that says uh, that he will give you the desires of your heart. I had always interpreted it to mean if I really, really wanted it, he would get it for me. And then I realized it meant he will create desires in you you didn't have before. I'd never had a desire to go to Africa. It just seemed like somewhere I would not want to be. But I love it. It is not this big sacrifice where I, you know, screw up my courage and make myself go to Niger. I can't wait for the next trip. get to walk shoulder to shoulder with the Lord in His good works. He's already ordained that these things are going to happen. We just get to be a part of it. He doesn't need us, but He wants us. He wants us engaged in that. Him uh, allowing us to have these funds is really more of an invitation to us to join Him. He's allowed us to come in and join Him, and we want to do it in a way that honors Him and that's wise and helpful and uh, it's just what he's already doing. We've been invited into the party. Mm -hmm.